Talk Radio Number two of the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Still broadcasting to you live tonight, uh, J. Doc, from Steam Fitters Local Union 420. What a great opening live oh, yeah. hour of radio. And you know what's fascinating to me, J. Doc, and, 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 and maybe from your perspective, um, sometimes you miss miss out on how amazing it is because you're part of the union community and you've been part sure. of not getting the softball trophy. No, yeah, right. You've been part of all well, of we that. Got, so it's an it's a community and there's 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 a lot of pride in it, but a lot of brotherhood and I just a lot think, of great friendships. Jay, like, I, and I just think it's amazing. I don't understand why every single individual Working today, sure. Every work, member of the workforce today would not want to be a member. It's of the a union. brotherhood and a sisterhood, and and um, you know, being a part of a labor union, especially when you go when you go through a five year apprentice program, four year apprentice program, whatever. Um, you you learn so much about um, and uh, about being a part of a union. You learn all those not only the education that you need out on the job, the skills, but also um, what it's all about. And so I, I say this a lot. Uh, you look at a lot of union members, and I guarantee uh, we were talking about it with the guys the other day when we were prepping. I mean, they're so loyal to their union. It's such a part of who they are, a lot of families and all that. And um, But a lot, of, a lot of people guaranteed have local 420 tattoos on, on their arms, on their backs. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's who they are, but it's also a great career. It's a, it, it's, it's a great living um, and it's a great skill, and, the, and, and, and that's what it's all about. So um, number, definitely a great show. Hour number two, J-Doc's going to be a great show for different reasons. Uh, we've got two fantastic guests that are going to join us uh, coming up in segment two and three. We'll spend some good quality time uh, with Wendell Young. He'll join well, us. Well, Wendell's got this part three in his, in his four-show series that we're doing pre-election. And so anybody that knows Wendell knows, you know, there's another guy who's – you know, uh, born bred in, in, in the union community. Uh, you know, his father's a legendary labor leader. Uh, Wendell's a great leader himself. Uh, thousands and thousands of members um, cares about, you know, his members and, and, and cares about working standards and workers' rights and all those things. And then uh, Lisa Marie Dealey, who is uh, one of our uh, Philadelphia City Commissioners, uh, they deal with the voting and all that. And so she's. this is a busy time for her. We're to get some great information um, from Lisa, uh, you know, certainly uh, towards the end of the, the, the uh, show, and, and uh, we're really appreciative that she's going to be on. So uh, we got an hour two is going to be great. Yeah, really, really good show. A couple of minutes until we get to our first commercial break. I do want to uh, take a moment to shout out to Jim Stevenson of Chapman Ford uh, on the boulevard. Uh, J-Doc, he, he, he truly is, and, and, and I know sometimes it sounds as though – when I make the statement, um, I don't want to say that it doesn't sound genuine, but it almost maybe sounds hard to believe. But Jimmy's he, a great guy. He really is um, the only man in Philadelphia that has unconditionally supported 
the union community, J-Doc, for now going into year number 35. And what I mean by unconditional support of the union community Every 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 fundraiser, uh, every All Star Labor Classic, every golf tournament, every event, uh, the sure. boxing event uh, that we did last year down at Sheet Metal Workers um, a Hall. Oh yeah, uh, Jim Stevenson at Chapman Ford. Sure. There there again, always. Absolutely, Jimmy's a great guy. And by the way, I've gotten calls. I think uh, Lou Ager called me up last week. Want you wanting Jimmy's number. So, you know, uh, Lou does the union. Yes, you know what it is. He's a great labor leader and uh, great attorney, in fact. And, uh, and so, yeah, Jimmy does a great job. Also, our great friend and, spon- and sponsor, Sam Pond. We would not have a labor show if it was not for Sam Pond. And, and Sam, um, like Jimmy Stevenson, uh, cares more about labor, uh, you know, labor union members. Uh, and he does it from an injured worker standpoint, but he cares. Of, I, you can't get off the phone with Sam Palm without him talking about collective bargaining and, how, and workers' rights and how passionate is, he is about labor and the unions and the union members. So we're really fortunate uh, to have Sam as well. Yeah, I want you to I w- I want to do one more shout-out to uh, – t- uh, actually, two more shout-outs uh, in terms of covering um, some great partners that have been uh, with us. Um, and then I want to ask you to talk a little bit about the Labor Cares program. Sure. Um, first, I want to um, welcome and thank again Teladoc, who uh, has uh, joined us again for this venture, now uh, supporting us in our move uh, to two hours. Of course. Um, and then, J-Doc, I live for the moment. For the moment, we get to go back. We get to go back to the Senesta Hotel for our Labor Leader Roundtable. Sure, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that they come back uh, soon because of COVID nineteen, we haven't sure. been able to do that. But I but think they do. I mean, my. But God. I think we. Do, I think we're on the doorstep of getting back to the Sinesta, uh, and I look forward. to I mean, able to they do treat that. us great. It's. It's. Listen. I mean, you know, great dinner. You know, we we we, we right before the broadcast, uh, Union Hotel. So they do a phenomenal job. They do it the right way. Uh, they got a great staff, and they treat us so incredibly well. And you get to go into those suites, and we have an opportunity to broadcast our show. Man, every labor leader who comes on the program who leaves there, I mean, and they, they, you know, they're like, "Wow, do you do this every every week?" I'm yeah, like, right. well, "Can I wish we come we didn't. back? Can we come back next time?" Oh yeah, but it's it's fantastic. We surely miss them. And like you said, Teladoc, you know, can't. I mean, especially now with COVID nineteen, telemedicine is such a big deal. Um, you know, who would have ever thought it? Um, and not, not, I, I knew it was a big deal, but I'm just saying this is why we would need it, but we need it now more than ever. Yeah, no doubt about that. So a shout out to uh, Teladoc as well for being uh, with us. Let's get into the heart of the program. I know Wendell Young's coming up on the other side of the break. We have two minutes until we get, two and a half until we get to the uh, commercial uh, break, J-Doc. And I want you to talk about the Labor Cares program because well, you hear the different labor leaders talking about it. heard Jimmy Snell. You define it. Uh, the labor Cares is, uh, we're putting it together right now. It's our Injured Workers Advocacy Program 501C3. And uh, we have an addiction prevention program, the point of injury program that takes care of injured workers. Um, and this is going to be, we're, we're putting together a, 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 a labor cares addiction helpline for anybody who is in need, who wants help. Um, there's a lot of resources in labor, um, but also, uh, you know, other resources that we're going to be able to connect them to um, 
you know, we want to help save lives. Uh, it's going to be an intake and information center and, and a place where someone, and, and, and our motto is from our family to yours. So um, if you're not in the labor union and we, you know, we're not, you know, we're, it hasn't been launched yet, but we're working real hard at it right now. We're so committed to it. And Krause, I know you are. Um, and so it's going to be a, a, an addiction helpline. You're going to hear all the labor leaders talk about labor cares. Well, that's what it's about. And we can't wait to, uh, you know, have our, our family help yours. Anybody who's in need, we want to be there for you. Yeah, no doubt about that. Great job. Well done. Uh, it was great to hear John Doherty last week talk about uh, labor cares. Uh, we had him for the full hour. Oh, John, he was amazing. Uh, yeah, he was an amazing, great, uh, great job by Doc uh, as well. Okay, here's what we're going to do, and we thank everybody for tuning in uh, with us live on uh, Saturday night. We're live every Saturday night. We're going to be here uh, come hell or high water from 6 p.m. Uh, to 8 p.m., unless the station bumps us, of course, and then we end up somewhere else. Right. Not at, now that the, not at Big the, Ten's playing football uh, right. again. We, we, Damn we, Penn State yeah, and, exactly. and the Eagles. We, yeah, we might. We got a lot of nerve. We might get a lot of nerve. We'll get to a commercial break on the other side. Wendell Young joins us back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ District 1201. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And we're back here live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, uh, hour number two of the two-hour live show. We're live and local every week, every Saturday night, J-Doc. We begin the two-hour show now at 6 p.m. every Saturday night, and we will continue uh, to be the voice, to be the platform, and to push the narrative uh, from a union perspective and a great, um, great uh first hour today being at Steamfitters Local Union 420. Um, what an awesome first hour it was, and it oh, was yeah. nice to be here. We were social distanced uh, inside the boardroom, but we were able to collectively all come to one room and, and put together uh, a great broadcast. It wasn't like the Sinesta, um, but it was a good close second, uh, and Jimmy and everybody was fantastic. And some great pizza too, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt about um, it. Having said that, um, Ecstatic to have uh, Wendell Young, the fourth president of UFCW 1776, for his part uh, three in a, in a, in a, uh, a part four series of uh, pre-election shows. Uh, everybody knows Wendell's a very vocal uh, member of our labor community, a very impactful member, and we got a lot to talk about. Wendell, how are you, sir? Hey, good. How you doing, guys? Thanks for having me on again. Well, it's 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 great to have you, and um, you know, a lot going on, uh, and and uh, certainly. Harrisburg is, is uh, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot going on there as well. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we have on our, on our, on our table is something called Harrisburg Matters. Um, you know, our state reps and our state senators vote on key issues uh, uh, that, uh, that affect our, you know, Pennsylvania workers every day. You want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Well, you know, as you know, uh, there was some uh, federal legislation passed earlier this year to provide COVID-19 relief funds. And, and of course, that money, um, the, the Trump administration had a large hand in deciding how to dole that out and what parameters would be put on it, which made it really difficult for uh, the states like Pennsylvania to do so. So, you know, there's been action in Harrisburg over the last month or so to um, to dole some of that money out. 
Uh, some of it's come in the form of some hero pay or hazard pay, as some people are calling it, that went to some uh, low-wage workers. You know, the problem is that uh, the Trump administration, um, the, the Republicans in Congress just wouldn't go for enough money. So there was very little uh, made available to states, including Pennsylvania, and it, it meant that you had uh, many, many, many times, hundreds times more people, uh, and when I say people, I really mean employers applying for it than there was money available. So it was um, uh, too few for the many that needed it. Um, so while, you know, the president and McConnell and others were able to, you know, uh, claim a, a victory lap earlier in the summer and talk about how they pr- uh, produced relief funds, it, it actually touched very few people. So there's, there's more activity in our state legislature. Unfortunately, um, it is controlled by Republicans who aren't as eager to solve uh, for the folks that really are in need right now. And those are our essential workers, our frontline workers, and people who have been displaced from, by, by this whole thing. And, and as you know, the expanded unemployment benefits um, ended when, um, when the uh, uh, federal um, um, Congress uh, failed to, to reach a, uh, an extension uh, so uh, the end of July, those benefits ended, and it's left that the states were already cash-strapped, and, and you know because of COVID-19, you know, let's face it, when a lot of people weren't working, still many aren't. Uh, that's less income tax coming in, and it's been a real problem for Pennsylvania. So, you know, uh, another reason why elections have consequences and they matter. Uh, we have a chance this fall to um, change out some of those uh, some of those folks and elect a better uh, legislature here in Pennsylvania that will be more responsive to workers uh, and and help move some of these things. Unfortunately, for those people that right now are still struggling, it's too late. And it really frustrates me because whether we're talking about federal or local office, I still hear these comments about um, we shouldn't pay people more in unemployment benefits because – then they'll just stay out of work longer. Right, right. Think right. about how stupid that comment. That's ridiculous. And, and all right, we're not supposed to use words like stupid, but you know, it is just so stupid. Think about this: workers don't decide whether they're at work or not. You, if there is work available to you and you decide not to go to work because unemployment will pay you as much or more, um, you don't get unemployment. The whole, the whole. Uh, the whole uh, requirement, the basis of unemployment, is that you are unemployed and there's no work available to you. Right. Uh, so if an employer is shut down, or like we see right now, a lot of restaurants just don't have the business they had before, because even if they're open, people still aren't ready to go back in big numbers. Uh, they're not going to employ all the same amount of people. If people are afraid to fly on planes or check into hotels or use those restaurants and do all the other things that they used to do, in the same numbers they used to, a lot of people are unemployed, not by their own choosing. They need help. They need help paying mortgages, making sure that, you know, the kids, they can get, get, get the kids their school supplies, put food on the table, pay for their medicine, all that stuff. And it's just stupid that you have elected officials saying that we can't do more because it would be too much for those workers. Right, like they're not, like not going to seek employment uh, or go back to their career for the rest of their entire life, they'd rather stay on unemployment and, and have nothing when when it, when it's up. It is ridiculous. It's an absolute. Yeah, I don't joke. know any. I don't know any restaurant uh, 
operator, any hotel operator. I don't I don't know airline operators personally, but I don't think there's one airline that wants to have these planes grounded and half full planes flying around. Uh, people want to be back at work. They're not home collecting unemployment because it somehow makes uh, uh, makes the same amount of money or more money for them. It's because they're desperate because they can't work. And they're we scared. Record and, number of people unemployed. Exactly. They're scared also that they're, they may they'll jump back at their job in a heartbeat. They they just want to know there's a job there for them in the future. And by the way, not everybody's 22 years old. So I mean, people. 35, 45, 55, and, 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 and over who are working in the workforce who don't, you know, who don't have a paycheck. I mean, it is appreciated on employment, no question, 100%. Having said that, that statement that you're talking about is, 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 is I agree, it's, it's ridiculous. Wendell Young, our special so, guest here on uh, the Labor Show as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. A lot of ground to cover with Wendell. We'll have him for the rest of this segment and then uh, through the next uh, segment. Um, Wendell, I want to go off script for just a moment, and I want to get you to weigh in uh, on the state of Pennsylvania because uh, all of a sudden, uh, Pennsylvania now, perhaps more than yesterday, uh, is um, really becoming uh, one of the key states in the upcoming uh, election. It's more uh, on the radar today, I think, again, than, than, than it was yesterday. Give, give, give us your perspective on it. Well, um, I, I, to give it my personal perspective, we got to go back to 2016. In 2016, there were more votes here in Pennsylvania for Hillary Clinton than there was for Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump, we all know, won by 44,000 votes. But when you look at the number of votes uh, from from regular uh, voters who voted every election in collar counties around Philadelphia, for example, uh, there was 175,000 people that stayed home. Now, there are people that said, oh, that's because Hillary was a flawed candidate. They didn't like her. Nonsense. They stayed home because they couldn't imagine any scenario where she wasn't going to win. They stayed home because they were convinced that we would never elect Donald Trump and that she was uh, uh, going to win. Um, the numbers were overwhelming in the Philadelphia area in support for her. And, and it's a great example of what we all grew up hearing from our parents, that polls don't vote, people do. It's the same thing that happened with Jim Florio, why he didn't get reelected many years ago, uh, and Christy Ty Whitman won. People were convinced he was going to get reelected, so there was less motivation to go to the polls. I don't think that's going to happen again. The midterms have shown that people learned a, an expensive, valuable lesson from that, a, a very hurtful lesson because of the nature of Donald Trump and his failed administration. And, and uh, so I think people are really energized not to let that happen. There are more Democratic votes in Pennsylvania. There are by far more Democratic votes. There are more people uh, voting uh, that have indicated their, uh, through polling their desire to elect uh, Don, uh, 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 Joe Biden over Donald Trump. Uh, so the issue is just making sure they vote, make sure that they vote and make sure their vote gets counted. And that's really the job here. This election's like none other. You know, the, a lot of the, the phases of a campaign that, that I grew up uh, uh, working through, uh, you know, the early ID, the persuasion, the re-ID, um, this campaign's all about get out the vote. People made up their mind the day after the election, November 6, 2016, that they were going to vote to get rid of Donald Trump no matter who was running against them. And, and I, I believe many, most are still committed to that. Uh, the Republican um, or the independents are splitting in favor of Biden. So uh, it's just a matter of making sure people vote. The amount of early voting going on is uh, record breaking. So that's a good sign. And by multiples, more Democrats and independents than Republicans. So, 
you know, what we have to be careful about and guarded about is that uh, we don't allow the president, uh, Trump I'm talking about, and, and, and other minions of his to undermine the legitimacy of those votes. I'm voting by mail. I've, I, I request my ballot months ago. I've got my email certifying they got my request. They processed my application. It's been approved. And now I've gotten my re- latest notice that it's being mailed very soon and I should look for it and contact them. I'm going to track my ballot. I'm going to track it from the time I return it in the mail and they confirm they've gotten it. And you know what? If I don't get that email, I'm going to show up and vote at the polls. Um, so there's a process in place. Um, you know, voters have more options than ever. You know, Philadelphia has a uh, has uh, put put uh, 17 locations up for people to go and register and vote in one visit uh, uh, beginning uh, the end of this month. Um, and the counties, the surrounding counties are doing the same. We have to make sure people know about that, help them get there, teach them how to do it. Make sure you fill out and return the ballot properly so a technical violation of the return doesn't get your, your vote knocked out. All these things are important, and they're so important because it's not just the presidential race. You know, we have a lot of issues going on here in Harrisburg. As you said, Harrisburg matters. You know, we've got funding for public services in Harrisburg, funding for public schools, health care for the elderly and at-risk Pennsylvanians, public nursing home funding, you know, uh, uh, including some of where our own members work here in Pennsylvania. We represent nursing home workers. You know, we got wage issues. You know, Pennsylvania hasn't passed the minimum wage increase in 15 years. It's a joke. That's a complete joke. It, it's it, it's 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 actually Although, it's, it, I, you know I, I it is a joke but it's sad it, but it's it not a so joke bad. right you know, I you, say joke you right. get these you get these pompous conservatives that talk about oh you know you work hard you're going to be okay yeah. you cannot sustain yourself on the current minimum wage in Pennsylvania it's criminal what they're doing and we should throw all those bums out. No matter oh, how friendly they are to our little league or anything else, we should throw them out and elect people. They're going to work for working people. This is the Labor Show with Jadock and Krause, Wendell Young, our special guest. We'll get to a commercial break. Back on the other side. Portions of tonight's edition of the Labor Show are sponsored by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And back here on The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause, hour number two, J. Doc flying by with flying Wendell by. Young. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. We got Wendell Young, uh, president of UFCW 1776. Wendell, you know, um, before we get into the medical cannabis discussion, um, look, the, the uh, the president uh, made his uh, nominee for the Supreme Court. And, you know, one of the things, like I say uh, every time we talk about it, uh, when you're voting for president, you're voting for the Supreme Court. Um, so, you know, I mean, people have to be educated in what they're voting for. Well, uh, this is no better example of why um, elections matter and, and, and that elections have consequences, you know. Uh, I have no doubt that uh, Judge Barrett will get approved, and a uh, good chance she'll even get approved before Election Day. And uh, you know, this is going to uh, just further um, um, uh, solidify the conservative base in the, in the court. Uh, we've seen some some issues in recent years that you know have have, uh, have been really harmful to workers. Come out of the Supreme Court, the Janus decision. Uh, about public sector unions, just one of them. And uh, you know, we have this health care situation um, in front of the court now. You know, our members think they have health care. You know, in, 
you know, our, our retail members, the part-timers, you know, uh, many of them rely on the access that Obamacare has provided. Uh, non-union workers absolutely rely on it. Many employers, before the requirement to cover people, um, didn't provide. You know, amongst our biggest employers in the country, Walmart's a great example. Um, you know, provided health care to very few people. Obamacare made them provide it to their full-timers. And many of the part-timers, if they didn't get it through work, uh, you know, they, they, they were able to get it through uh, parents' plans or go to the exchange. Uh, it, 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 this was very important. You know, I've heard different numbers, but, you know, if this, uh, if this uh, ACA gets uh, uh, eliminated because of this judicial appointment, you know, you have over 100 million people going to be affected. It's not just the people that get their health care on the exchange. That's over 20 million people. When you add up the people who get it on the exchange, the people who have it through their parents because they're, they're under 26 years old, when you count the amount of people who get the expanded uh, Medicare and Medicaid that uh, ACA brought, it, it's, it's somewhere in the area of 110 million or more people that will have their health care affected. Um, and, and this president doesn't care. Um, Barrett doesn't care. And, and, and I can say that because I have actually gone back and read her writings I've done it. I, I'm not just looking at news clips on, on TV. I've actually Googled it and read her writings. You know, she, she seems, she, she feels that, that, that Roberts made a mistake, the Chief Justice, when this uh, uh, law was being reviewed last time by the court. Um, and, and her whole basis is really about abortion, contraception, contraceptive drugs, which is all because of her, her faith and, and her Christianity. Um, now, I'm not criticizing that. I, I don't care what her faith is, but that should be separate from the law. So she's got a convoluted explanation for why the entire law should have been stricken down. And, and I have no doubt she's going to go in there and do that. You know, I, I don't want to get too far afield on this, but um, I, 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 some of my Catholic conservative friends, I, I remind them that um, the, the spokesman of God here on earth is, is apparently the pope. The Pope says abortion is not the biggest nor the most important issue facing um, all humanity, including Catholics. It's climate change, and it's and it's 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 uh, workers' right to earn a fair living and, and having health care. All those things are far more important, according to our Pope. Uh, yet people cling to this whole fight over abortion and contraception, and she's a zealot when it comes to these matters. So um, uh, my view is, um, I, I see. Uh, some people uh, uh, liken Trump to Adolf Hitler. Um, you know, I grew up watching the Ten Commandments every Easter, or thanks, I guess it was Easter. Um, the uh, with Charlton Heston, I, I see uh, Trump as as like Pharaoh. <laughs> the Lord sent some messages. One of them was Trump. The other was the plague, COVID nineteen, and and now what's happened to, to Ginsburg? He sacrificed one of our own to send a message. You get your ass out and vote. Don't let this happen again. Well, well you know, it's interesting you say that because we're going to get into medical <laughs> cannabis now. But by the way, our our our, our final well, guest. I said of the all show, that before I was smoking. <laughs> right, but but well, but but he, so Lisa Marie Dealey, a former member of your of your uh, union, uh, is our you know is now as, as you know, filled up with city commissioner and, yeah. and obviously yeah. voting. Doing an those. awesome job too. Yeah, and and so she's on next. So we're going to be championing the heck out of that. Uh, you know, get out the vote and, and all of them. I know she's impartial, but still, uh, we want to make sure everybody has the information. Having said that, talk about uh, how much time do we got, Krause? Uh You got five and a half to get through a lot of ground yet. So I'm not sure how much you're going to get into. So, so Wendell, if you would just touch on the medical cannabis uh, situation with your union. We're, 
we're we're proud to be the leading union in this country and representing people, workers in the cannabis business. Our union represents about 12,000 people nationwide and growing every day. Here in Pennsylvania, we've signed up dozens of companies and labor peace agreements as they were uh, vying for licenses. And, you know, we've, we, as, as those companies get their licenses, we've been meeting with them. Uh, we now have a handful of companies under contract where workers are growing, processes, processing, and dispensing um, uh, the product. Uh, you know, we, we think we lead the industry, uh, lead with the industry, the unionized part of the industry, in uh, wages and benefits and working conditions that are ideal for these workers. And we're, and we're going to continue to organize in that space. And it's important for Pennsylvania. It's a new industry here in Pennsylvania, and it's a growth industry. It's got a long way to go. And I fully expect that we're going to have gains in our state legislature uh, in terms of uh, flipping some Republican seats to Democrat. And, and Governor Wolf has made it clear that he'd like to see adult use uh, uh, marijuana law pass, so uh, otherwise known as recreational use. And, uh, and I think that's the right thing to do, and it's important to do, and we expect to, to continue to grow in that space and, and lead in, in making sure we have safe workplaces and that the community, through the people that work there, get a return on their investment with good jobs. And that's really important. So, um, you know, we're, we're glad to be part of that. And, you know, we, um, and, and we are, um, um, you know, pushing and, and advocating for um, the more than 600 state wine and spirit shops to be dispensaries for adult use marijuana. Uh, it's a, it's an easy, uh, you know, uh, concept to understand, and it'll mean more cash for the state of Pennsylvania um, for every dollar that comes in to help us recover from COVID-19 and to help pay for some of the, uh, 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 just like we do with our current liquor system, to help pay for some of the harms created by uh, improper drug use uh, issues and, and then put some more money back into the community and therapy and counseling and training and all that stuff. Yeah, and and uh, the amount of new jobs that it'll create, um, uh, you know, is 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 really important and no question about it. Um, you know, that is a, a an industry obviously where growth is 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 projected and and it's great to have, you know, like you like you mentioned, you know, an, or, an organized effort. And, you know, an organizing effort uh, to make sure that it's, you know, obviously, if, if that's an industry uh, that, that, that is going to be a part of our future, that we want qual- a quality workforce at the highest level. Um, because, it, 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 you, know, uh, you know, obviously, you know, a, a trained union workforce is better than a random workforce. So uh, having said that, talk, you know, I know we got we got what do we got you a couple minutes, three minutes, three minutes. Um, you wanted to, to, to kind of talk about a, a little bit of a, uh, you know, a COVID, you want to talk about covid, um, you know, just an overall, uh, you know, outlook right now. Well, our union um, is in the forefront of this in that most of our members, overwhelming majority, are um, uh, essential frontline workers. So they've been working all through this. Uh, they've been doing a fantastic job, uh, and, and part of their job isn't just to show up and do what they normally do, but it's to keep each other safe, keep their customers safe where they're dealing with the public, keep their, their residents safe where they work in nursing homes. And um, and, and I, I, I just – I'm, I'm – you're just really impressed and, and very proud of, of the work that they're doing. Having said that, we got a long way to go. Um, you know, the doctors and the scientists have been right about this all along. We're heading into um, what's going to be a, a clearly a big spike this winter. 
So we have to redouble our efforts as a community. Everybody does. And I know our members are going to be doing it, but we need everybody. Um, you know, to see what Ron DeSantis did in Florida today by uh, uh, just blowing away all protocols and saying everything's back to normal, that's going to that's gonna result in more people dying. And to see what Trump's doing right now as we speak, he's at a rally in Harrisburg. Our governor asked him not to come because it's dangerous, because these rallies are bringing people out or science deniers, COVID deniers. Uh, and, and I saw some research today that where the biggest spikes are occurring are in those red parts of our country where um, people deny COVID, deny the science. And I guess uh, get back to God again in my faith uh, as, a, as a Christian. You know, he works in mysterious ways. He's sending them a message. They're just not listening. They should wear a mask. Yeah, it's become it's become such a political, uh, a politicized issue. It's actually ridiculous, um, and it's not over. No question about it. And anybody who thinks it is is um, sadly mistaken. Uh, that, you know, it has to. Common sense has to prevail. So, uh, Wendell, uh, yeah, obviously, we you know we 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 uh, we really appreciate your words and and your insight. And one of the great things we have you coming up uh, is the is the election, uh, the week before election show, and when when we're going to go through all those details, but. Uh, Thanks again so much for every, everything you do with, with our labor community and for your own members. And uh, we can't wait to talk to you uh, on election week. Hey, look, thanks, guys. And, and say hi to Lisa Dealey. She's doing a great job. She's got a big, big job ahead of her. We all need to give uh, whatever help we can coming up. Thanks. Uh, great stuff Absolutely. from Wendell Young here on uh, Saturday night with the Labor Show. We're still live from Steamfitters Local Union 420. Uh, we'll get to a commercial break. We'll talk to Lisa when we come back. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by IATSE Local 8, District 1199C, and News Guild 10. And back here on The Labor Show as we wind down what was a fantastic two-hour show. Uh, and I don't mean to say that with arrogance, J-Doc, in oh, terms no. of patting ourselves on the back for doing two hours of great radio. I'm, I'm just uh, thrilled that we were at Steamfitters Local Union 420. Yeah. Uh, that was a great it's first right. hour. to uh, Because I really want the people around the Delaware Valley to understand all of it. Oh, absolutely. By the way, uh, I know Dean Weitzman was on the Lawyer to Lawyer show. He got the opportunity to also be here. He wants to do his, his show every every month. He wants to do it here. My Philly lawyer at Steamfitters Local 420. So, uh, but now nah, you know it's a great place. We really appreciate uh, Jimmy Snell, uh, Jimmy Gallagher, and Pete Klein. Um, just and all the members of Local 420. So we really appreciate them. All right, yeah, all good stuff. We have one segment to go, J Doc. It's going to be fast. I know we've got a great special guest, former member or former uh, union member of UFCW, right? Yeah, 1776. Uh, Wendell Young uh, says says hello, Lisa uh, Marie Dealey, Philadelphia City Commissioner. Welcome to the broadcast. Hi, gentlemen. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to have you, Lisa. Uh, Wendell Young sends uh, his regards and says you're doing a great job. We already knew that. Um, we only have, uh, you know, like nine minutes, so we don't want to mess around. Um, so if, if you will, tell our listeners um, a little bit about what you do at the city commissioner's office. So I am uh, one of three citywide elected officials who are charged with administering elections in Philadelphia. And as you know, we have a pretty big one coming up in a couple weeks. Um and we are we are so happy and uh, pleased to say that Philadelphia voters are going to have a lot of different opportunities uh, to vote, uh, unlike they've had in the past. Uh, but 
first things first, you have to be registered to vote in the November election. So if you are not registered to vote and you're listening to this radio show, go on phillyvotes.com right now and get registered. You have until October 19th to become a registered voter to participate in the general election. If you have any kids at home that are going to be 18 on or before November the 3rd, we want to make sure they're registered. If you're on Facebook or social media or one of these uh, social networks and you're chatting with somebody and they're all about the politics, ask them if they're registered to vote. You'll probably find out in a lot of cases you'll be surprised that they're not. So we got to make sure that everybody is registered to vote. The deadline to register to vote in Pennsylvania is October the 19th. You can go to phillyvotes.com and take care of that right online. And, and I was listening earlier, and you were saying Harrisburg matters. I heard that loud and clear. Harrisburg does matter. And what voters in Pennsylvania should also be aware of is there's no more straight party ticket. So you will not be able to go into the voting machine or use a mail-in ballot and just check Democrat, and it votes for the whole line down. You're going to have to vote down that whole ballot, and the bottom of that ballot is where we find our, our legislature, our state reps, our state senators. So we want to make sure that voters know they have to vote down that whole ballot uh, on Tuesday, November the 3rd. There's no more straight party ticket. There's a lot of ways to vote in uh, Pennsylvania that are new. We can vote by mail um, with no excuse. The city commissioners are opening temporary in-person mail-in voting satellite offices. They're temporary in-person mail-in voting satellite offices. Where do you find out about them, Lisa? You can go on our website at phillyvotes.com. We we have a Twitter at phillyvotes. I have a uh, my personal Facebook, uh, City Commissioner Lisa Dealey, the other commissioners were all on social media. Seven of those sites are going to open on Tuesday. Seven of those sites will open on Tuesday. City Hall, George Washington High School, the Leah Chorus Center, Roxborough High School, Tilden Middle School, Julio de Burgos Elementary School, and Overbrook Elementary School. They're the first seven we're going to open, and the others will open in... Uh, in course, we're going to open them up on a rolling basis. We want to make sure that everybody uh, takes advantage and, and make sure that their voice is heard and their vote is cast for November the 3rd. If you're a Philadelphia voter and you've already applied for your mail-in ballot, rest assured those ballots are in the mail. There's 275,000 ballots in the mail right now on their way to your house. So be patient. Your ballot's coming. You can vote on the on that ballot, your mail-in ballot that's going to come to your house. You can also drop your your voted ballot off at one of those sites that I just mentioned. Uh, if you don't want to use a mailbox, you can bring it to one of these satellite offices, and you can they'll accept your ballot. So you won't have to use the mail. If you are voting by mail, don't forget to use the secrecy envelope. So you'll take your ballot apart, you vote on the ballot, you fold it up. It has to go in the white envelope, and then that white envelope goes in the declaration envelope. If you don't use that white secrecy envelope, we are not able to count your vote. So read the directions, take your time, vote your ballot, bring it to one of our satellite offices if, or, or put it in the mailbox. But whatever you do, make sure you vote on November the 3rd. 
Lisa Dealey, our special guest here, wrapping up a great two hours. Lisa, I know we're going to run out of time, um, but I have to ask you, um, more, more so than ever before, the expectation for the national election is that more people will vote than ever ever before so i don't remember what the exact number was from 2016 maybe it was 200 million plus people that went to the ballot uh went to the ballot box how much more of an increase are you expecting or planning for just in the state of pennsylvania we are planning right now in philadelphia we are we are we are planning two separate elections we're running a full-on mail election you know, and this COVID-19 has accelerated our our participation in mail-in drastically. Other states that have mail-in voting, they it has taken years for them to reach the level that we are at now. Uh, most of that, you know, has to do with the pandemic and the situation that we're in. But in addition to the mail-in uh, and these satellite centers, which are brand new, no, we've never done this before in Pennsylvania. Philadelphia County is opening up the uh, most satellite offices and we're opening them up early. In addition to all that, we're still going to have in-person voting uh, at, at your polling place, in most cases, uh, a polling place that you're used to going to. So the June primary uh, was our first election attempt uh, with this mail-in voting. It was under pandemic conditions, and it was a massive increase in mail-in voting. Um, it, it wasn't, you know... it. There was the fact that there were just 350 some thousand voters here in Philadelphia uh, was made it a big difference. But we know in November there will be upwards of 650 to 700 thousand voters. We've already uh, approved 300 thousand mail-in ballots, and and it's only September. So uh, we are we are up for the challenge, and quite honestly, we need every vote we can get, and we know it. So let's get those votes. Lisa Daly will not sleep from now through November 3rd. Oh, she yeah. will continue uh, yeah. doing some good work no uh, down there. No thank pressure. you, so, Lisa. Thank you so much. We'll have you on again, including our big election show uh, at the end of October. We thank you very much for being a part of the Labor Show this evening. J-Doc, I only have 15 to 20 no, seconds. I want to, th I want to thank here. Lisa for the job she's doing and all the city commissioners. It's an overwhelming job, but they're, they're, uh, they're equal to the task, and uh, we're going to see the results on, on election day. I want to thank everybody. Uh, I, I want to steam for this local 420, Jim, Jimmy Snell, Wendell Young, Lisa Marie Dealey. Uh, great show tonight. Yeah, no doubt about it. And we th I want to thank the listening audience for tuning in and being a part of the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We will be live and we will be local and we will deliver the message to you every Saturday night. On behalf of J. Doc, uh, on behalf of John back in the studio, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communications Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management.